millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi there and welcome to the Explaining History podcast and today I want to give a kind of an overview of the motivations of different uh, leaders, uh, world leaders and the uh, processes of the Korean War, um, looking at the leaders of North and South Korea and of course Stalin, Mao and Truman but also the viewpoint of the British at this time, who sent significant numbers of troops with the uh, uh, UN task force, uh, and their view of their uh, declining position in Asia. While we're talking about the the context of the Korean War, it's beginning in uh, 1950, um, the five years between the end of the Second World War and uh, the beginning of the Korean War, see a phase of um, Cold War tensions where it could still reasonably be argued uh, that a state of uh, flux existed uh, in 1948. There had been Stalin's challenge to the West over Berlin, and the following year, the uh, communist um, bomb had been detonated, the first um, atomic bomb in Russia um, had been detonated, and also the the uh, fall of China to communism uh, had, had occurred. Not only did this lead to acute anti-communist anxieties in America, the detonation of the first Soviet bomb and the fall of uh, China to communism um, led to uh, a great deal of the energies in America that lead to the McCarthyite anti-communist era. But also there was a sense within the communist world that um, communism was in the, in, a, in the ascendancy, that the crises of the Second World War had torn open societies in Europe and Asia and that really the final confrontation with capitalism was just around the corner. These are concepts 
that really don't exist um, 20 years later and there is a a confidence in um, the final triumph of communism in 1950 that uh, certainly uh, by the time you get to characters like uh, Brezhnev in the Soviet Union has long since gone. It was assumed as well, particularly by Mao, that America did not have the resolve to uh, resist China uh, in Korea and did not have the uh, desire to become engaged in a full-scale war. And before Vietnam, this was the the first experience by the USA and also by its uh, Western allies uh, in the UN task force um, of an inconclusive uh, military stalemate. Uh, uh, There's an old adage, obviously, that every country tends to fight the last war. Um, and this was kind of the case in the assumptions of uh, the US in, uh, and the American allies in the Korean War. The idea that the war might be inconclusive doesn't really occur to American military planners in 1950, and it's assumed that uh, the military successes that were enjoyed in the Second World War are possible uh, and likely, um, particularly when you have the war being prosecuted from Incheon onwards by General Douglas MacArthur. By the time the Korean War ends and a stalemate does emerge, the only one leader that doesn't believe a stalemate has uh, occurred at all is Mao Zedong, who is convinced that China has uh, inflicted a conclusive defeat over the uh, USA, uh, and this was a key part of Maoist propaganda from 1953 onwards, the idea that the um, that Mao had eclipsed the Soviet Union and had eclipsed uh, the uh, successor to Stalin, uh, Nikita Khrushchev, and had shown that Chinese um, the, the Chinese route to communism could prevail not only over um, the United States of America, but also on the Soviet over the Soviet Union, who had, in Mao's estimation, never been able to achieve such a feat as defeating um, the USA. Now, these views by Mao are obviously highly questionable. Uh, it's uh, arguable that the uh, Chinese. Uh, presented an, an enormous challenge to the USA. However, whether you can realistically argue that the USA was defeated in Korea um, is it was a, a, a contentious debate that perhaps uh, we haven't got time for just now. But um, it's important to bear in mind that this view was held in China and the fact that it was held by Mao shapes a great deal of what happens next in China at any rate and uh, the uh, view that um, Mao had defeated uh, America uh, was a, a key uh, part of his um, his personal appeal uh, particularly during the period of the Great Leap Forward and later during the Cultural Revolution. 
Korea was divided at the 38th parallel. In, uh, this agree- it was agreed in 1945 at the Potsdam Conference. Um, at this point, by this point, uh, both the South and the North were occupied by U.S. and Soviet forces, respectively. But it would take another five years for the um, fate of the uh, peninsula to be uh, fully decided. The uh, uh, Korean uh, situation was kind of an afterthought um, for uh, all both sides, um, where the the issue of Berlin uh, and Poland were the most contentious and most um, significant matters uh, discussed at Potsdam and uh, Yalta beforehand. And the question as to the fate of Europe um, was really the, the kind of the key point around which the entire um, conference resolves, uh, revolves. Um, so the question of Korea is, as I said, something, something of an afterthought uh, at the Potsdam conference. Um, Stalin at this point is um, uh, aiding um, and gradually stepping up his aid to the communists in China who seized power in 1949 and the the addition uh, the seizure of power of uh, Mao in 1949 in addition to the decision in January 1950 by the USA to start to scale down support for the um, South Korean regime in January that year, um, the regime of Syngman Rhee, who was the uh, rather kind of illiberal uh, right-wing puppet of of the United States. The US just makes this decision in 1950 because it assumes that Korea is really no longer part of the uh, defence perimeter um, that it has established in Asia to contain communism. Um, these decisions, the, these events, the um, arrival of a, a regime in China, a communist regime in China, and the gradual withdrawal of support for the regime in the South, um, made it much more likely that a war was going to uh, occur in um, in Korea. Kim Il Sung who was the Soviet-backed dictator of North Korea, who had been installed by Stalin in 1945, was desperate for Stalin, his patron, uh, to grant him permission to invade the US-backed regime in the South. And he knew that as the Americans became less enthusiastic about the South, there was going to be more of an opportunity to do so. So he needs a large amounts of equipment, he needs tanks, aircraft, um, he needs artillery, he needs trucks to move troops around, uh, all this kind of stuff. And Stalin is largely hesitant uh, about this. He can't see what immediately the Soviet Union can gain from getting involved in Korea Uh, and he knows that there is immense risk um, to the Soviet Union, uh, particularly as the um, tensions and rubles of the Cold War are gradually being established, and that uh, having suffered something of a humiliation over Berlin, he either has the opportunity of winding up with a full-scale war on his hands that uh, he um, doesn't want, 
all being humiliated again over Korea. So there's a high-risk stuff. Um, Khrushchev, um, later on, uh, perhaps as part of his wider criticism of Stalin, said that Stalin was actually petrified of the USA and desperate not to engage the USA in warfare and for all his kind of uh, rather uh, arrogant and bragging sort of talk um, he was very concerned that the USA not be not be angered by the Soviet Union. Stalin so looks at um, Korea um, and says that you know well I, I did help Mao uh, into power and helped him operate from Manchuria, which was Soviet-occupied, and gave him uh, weapons seized from the, the Japanese. But I knew that when I was doing that, um, he wasn't going to be attacking Westerners directly. This was a Chinese civil war. The uh, possibility of um, a war against South Korea being waged also against um, the U.S. Army in South Korea and uh, what small uh, West contingents of Western forces there are already isn't particularly palatable. And also there is some degree, some possibility of um, anti-communist, um, an anti-communist Western alliance getting involved and would ideally uh, need to be very careful uh, when dealing with them. So Stalin is hugely circumspect initially uh, about the Korean War and he's also rather circumspect about Mao. Mao had visited Stalin for the first time in late 1949 and stayed till early 1950 and managed to come away with a uh, trade uh, treaty, the uh, Chinese Friendship Treaty of 1950, uh, which turned out on closer inspection to be an extremely bad deal for China and saw really a net flow of wealth uh, travel westwards um, along the Trans-Siberian back into Russia. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 
Um, Mao had been snubbed to some extent by Stalin. He had been invited to Stalin's birthday uh, celebrations and then kept waiting for um, several weeks before he had an audience with Stalin, whom he venerated and saw as his mentor and his kind of guiding light. And so the the dent to Mao's pride and his, his ego were considerable, and he uh, hoped to demonstrate to Stalin the, the worth of communist China and the value that China would have in the communist world. And also, he looked with an eye to the future, post-Stalin, about replacing the Soviet leadership as the leadership of the communist world with Chinese leadership. And so the um, decision to wage war in Korea is partly motivated by um, a, 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 a wariness by the Soviets to uh, become fully involved and also by a heightened enthusiasm by Mao to show precisely um, the uh, revolutionary ardour of the People's Liberation Army and what it's capable of in the battlefield. The Soviets, as I'd mentioned before, uh, detonated their first bomb in 1949. And Stalin, up until that point, knew that he couldn't really afford to tangle with the, the USA. Even after the detonation of the first bomb, um, Stalin was still um, aware, aware that the Soviets were far behind in um, nuclear technology. Um, the southern regime of Syngman Rhee had become more vulnerable by 1950, obviously, because America has been kind of cooling off its interest in Korea. And it's this that um, decide, makes Stalin decide, or becomes a significant factor in Stalin deciding, to give Kim Il-sung um, the nod. Um, and it, but he said to Kim Il-sung, that I wouldn't, he would not lift a finger to help if the Americans got involved. And that meant that the job would be outsourced to Mao um, and the responsibility of fighting America would fall to China. Um, and it's the view um, of a number of historians, um, particularly Frank Dakota in his uh, trilogy uh, on uh, China 1945 to 76, and also Robert Galatoly in uh, Stalin's Curse, um, that uh, Stalin's calculations about Western resolve were obviously wrong, and um, the responsibility for the war is in, in no small part uh, down to, to Stalin. But also, um, you have to look at the assumptions that Mao made. Mao thought that if China became involved, that America would just back down. Um, he thought that uh, the American uh, population uh, was uh, kind of well-fed and uh, well-provided um, for, and uh, that living standards were going up in America, and it's by and large, um, and that they wouldn't risk a long, drawn-out, bloody war in Asia, the like, which um, had little bearing on the lives of most American people. And in that regard, he was both right and wrong. Certainly, um, wars in Asia prove increasingly unpopular, but America seems to have the capacity to continue with these conflicts um, for far longer periods of time than anyone's really, really bargained for. 
Mao also assumed that America would have no interest in invading China uh, itself and that um, a war would be fought um, exclusively in the Korean Peninsula and it would be a war that could be conclusively won by China. Uh, And this was obviously not what occurs. What finally occurs is a stalemate. And both Stalin and Mao's Cold War calculations are partly um, to, uh, to blame here. But also, the outcome of the war is greatly decided by not only Harry Truman, but also his um, general Douglas MacArthur. In 1947, um, when Britain faced bankruptcy, the British had withdrawn from significant parts of their Cold War role. They had withdrawn from Greece and Turkey, where in Greece they'd been fighting an an anti-communist civil war, on the side of the uh, the Greek royalists. And the reason why Britain was facing bankruptcy is because in return for a loan uh, agreed in August 1945, the British had promised to um, end restrictions on currency convertibility. So that meant that the pound could be sold for dollars and uh, the only of dollars was a far more attractive proposition in 1947 uh, than the owning of pounds. So the pound crashes and the British economy with it. And the uh, irony for the Americans is that they eventually have to pick up the tab of um, fighting uh, communist forces in places like Greece. And the Truman Doctrine was Harry Truman's way of trying to impress upon the uh, domestic American population that this is really uh, was really really uh, important in uh, containing communism, preventing its advance. Truman uh, in 1950 um, looked at the already um, uh, American client state of South Korea and referred to it as the Greece of the Far East. Um, Within hours of the invasion, the um, United Nations Security Council um, had responded and Truman had hoped that the crisis would be resolved without large numbers of American troops on the ground. But when the North Koreans refused to withdraw, uh, that hope was quickly extinguished. Um, the Americans, in comparison to the Chinese and the Russians, had created a far smaller peacetime army. There'd been mass demobilization, and uh, it was only figures like MacArthur um, who were advocating within Asia uh, at least that American forces were not um, drawn down in this manner. He said that there should also be American intervention uh, and the guarantee of protection to Indochina, Taiwan and the Philippines and uh, across Asia from uh, the borders of India all the way through to the Pacific. Um, America offers a series of guarantees of protection against communist subversion. 
and it is this that in uh, a number of ways sets up the later American intervention in Vietnam. Um, during the Korean War, Truman had uh, was chiefly concerned in preventing a third world war with China and the Soviet Union. Um, and this leads, obviously, to tensions with MacArthur, who thought that the, um, intervent- the invasion of China using nuclear weapons was going to be the only way, way to win. Um, MacArthur had an obsessional fear and hatred of, of communism, so much so that um, he, he assumed that that was what was happening in America during uh, the New Deal and had a hugely uh, um, chaotic and um, neurotic relationship with Franklin Roosevelt. The um, worldview of MacArthur, MacArthur's general egotism, led him to see himself not as a general um, who was there to carry out the orders of uh, an American commander-in-chief, but as uh, an independent uh, crusader against communism himself. He thought that uh, a world struggle against communism was uh, underway and that he was um, in charge of uh, policy in Korea. Um, Truman had a rock-bottom popularity at this point in 1951 and was uh, determined to show that he could take a hard line against communism. Um, and Korea would be a test case showing that it was possible to uh, hold the line in Korea. And this is part of how the British thought as well. Um, the British were obviously thinking in terms of their much diminished colonial position in Asia. Um, the um, conservative politician, later Prime Minister um, Harold Macmillan, said in December 1950, that the fate of British Britain and Europe uh, combined rested on the outcome of events in Korea. And he said, I'm sure that a moral defeat in Korea would mean the end of the white man's position in the East and the moral collapse might spread to the West. And in here he was talking of a kind of a very crude and obviously quite racist version of the uh, domino theory um, and that he said that if Indochina goes, Siam follows, then Malay falls. Hong Kong is, of course, indefensible in such circumstances. Burma goes next, and communism may easily seize India. Europe's supremacy in the world largely depends on her position in Africa and Asia. Now, of course, I'll do far more in the Korean War um, at another time and go much further into the actual waging of the war and kind of military history and that sort of thing. But it's one of the kind of the ironic and tragic uh, postscripts to the Korean War was that um, finally when MacArthur is dismissed, he um, demanded uh, that the Chinese come and make... um, peace with him directly uh, trying to sort of uh, eclipse Truman and that um, he threatened to personally invade China something that um, no uh, general American or otherwise really has the authority to do in, without the say-so of, um, uh, of a government um, Truman has no choice but to get rid of him However, the dismissal of MacArthur and um, the subsequent um, uh, stalemate 
two years later led uh, many uh, in American uh, political life, diplomatic life, military life, and in across a broad spectrum of American public opinion to conclude that had MacArthur been allowed to stay on and to prosecute uh, an all-out war um, uh, of annihilation against the communists, then there would be have been no stalemate in uh, Korea. And in Vietnam later on, the um, paralysis that the uh, various uh, American administrations get into over whether to to uh, fight the war all out or not, whether to draw down, um, is perpetuated by this this myth, uh, and the, the it is um, a key part of the schism between America's hawks and dogs that keeps the Vietnam War. Um, going on year after year after year. Anyway, uh, more on Vietnam another time. Thanks very much, everybody, for listening, and I hope you've enjoyed this. And uh, there's been some really great conversations and tons of support for the podcast happening on the Explaining History Facebook page. So check it out. Um, It'd be great to uh, say hi, and um, I shall speak to you all soon. All the best. Bye-bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.